Thank you, everyone, for allowing me to break in to your daily lives. This is Michael Moore, and this is the Emergency Podcast System, part of our Rumble podcast. And we are coming to you now here on Wednesday night. You may be listening to this on Thursday. It's still going to be relevant because there is a showdown right now in the United States Congress as to whether or not these two bills that provide both uh, specific infrastructure for the United States, uh, roads and bridges and internet, but also the human infrastructure, this incredible bill put forth by President Biden, supported by the Progressive Caucus in the House of Representatives, supported by the American people. Basic things, whether it's childcare, whether it's pre-K, expanding Medicare for our elderly citizens so that they can go to the dentist, so that they can get a hearing aid, so that they can get a pair of glasses, expanding Medicare to cover the cost of just the basic essentials for our children, for the elderly, and also to finally take on in in a real form this catastrophe that we're facing on planet Earth. It's all in this bill. And yet there are two senators that are possibly holding things up. This is going to get voted on. It could happen tomorrow morning. It could happen the next day. But this is happening right now. And everybody needs to contact their members of Congress and their senators. 202-224-3121. If you get a busy signal, 202-225-3121. Those numbers and links will be right here on this podcast platform page. But we are in an emergency right now. And that's why I wanted to get this out to you as soon as possible. And are we ready? We We have a member of Congress. Right now, they're getting ready to vote on a couple of things regarding the debt ceiling and all that, but I am so honored and proud to have with us, uh, straight from Capitol Hill, the congresswoman from Minnesota, Minneapolis, a little bit of St. Paul or just Minneapolis? Minneapolis and 14 other surrounding suburbs. Right. The places where the Coen brothers come from. That's all I, that's that's, that's all I describe. Yes. St. Louis Park is included in the district. Right. And that is, of course, the voice of Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Welcome to Rumble. You are in the middle right now of a number of votes this afternoon. Let me just tell people we are recording this late afternoon on Wednesday, the 29th of September. The country is on pins and needles right now because those who are in the know about these bills that are before the Senate and the House of Representatives will have, as I said, this lasting historical impact if we get these passed. And the thing is, Congresswoman, maybe you should just give us an update right now as to where things are at as we are talking in this moment, because I know there's a vote coming up in 20 minutes or so. So just where are we at? I think, and especially I think people who listen to my podcast, they want to know, they want to hear, is this the first time in our lifetime where Democrats are actually going to stand, stand their ground for the people and make sure that we get everything that we need passed? Is there a sliver of hope here? <laughs> well, let me, um, first of all, thank you. And to you, to your listeners, it's really great um, to, to be able to be in conversation and in community with you. To your point, uh, we are um, deliberating on a number of pieces of legislation that will have um, and could have a lasting impact on, on the lives of, of so many people. Um, we have to vote on um, bills concerning the debt ceiling. We 
have to vote on a continued resolution that will hopefully keep the government open. Um, and we've got these two big pieces of legislation, the bipartisan um, infrastructure uh, bill and the Build Back Better Act, uh, the reconciliation larger piece um, that make up the Build Back Better agenda that the president ran on, that we um, as progressives are, are fighting on and have had his back. Uh, that will have investments in in childcare, in preschool, in community college and trade schools, in addressing our climate crisis, uh, in addressing the housing crisis and housing shortage that exists in this country, expanding uh, Medicare, uh, lowering the eligible age to 55, covering hearing, dental and vision. So as you said, this is probably going to be the kind of investment um, that our country needs, one that hasn't happened since the 1930s. If we are successful, we will truly have transformed our nation. Now, the good news is 95% of Democrats in Congress, both in the Senate and the House, are um, joined in wanting to implement this um, agenda. We have a few (laughs) that are, um, you know, creating roadblocks in accomplishing this. You know, as as you've been following, there are a lot of people who are doing the bidding of uh, corporations, whether it is big pharma, big oil and Wall Street uh, and are not, um, you know, working in concert with us uh, and you know, helping us deliver on behalf of of the American people. You know, Michael, we say Democrats are the party um, of the people, and this is our once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to actually prove that. Uh, And so we're going to hold the line, and we're going to do everything that we can to make sure this gets done. Wow. Well, you know, the hopes and the prayers of a nation of millions are with you right now. And I can say that because I read every single uh, one of the public opinion polls that are taken every now and then, and consistently for the last number of years, the majority of Americans already agree with what is in what I call, there's these two bills, as you just described, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, where Republicans joined in to vote for money for roads and bridges and tunnels and rural internet and all, all good and necessary and needed things. You should know this, obviously, being uh, from Minneapolis and the collapse of that bridge a number of years ago. So right. that's happening and ready to happen all over the country. That bill, I think you got 16 Republicans in the Senate to go along with that one. But the second bill, which has to go through this reconciliation, but I think the parliamentarian is in the Senate has said, yes, it can. The $3.5 trillion bill This is what I call the human infrastructure bill. Mm -hmm. This is the one that is about, as you said, pre-K, childcare for elderly people to get a hearing aid. That's what this bill is about. Right. Paid sick. I mean, we're we're one of, I think, the countries in the developed world that doesn't guarantee that, you know, I mean, this is this is more than necessary legislation. Um, And you know, shockingly, <laughs> for you know, progressives always are 
um, you know, trying to fight for uh, an agenda that is supplemental to what Democrats usually um, put forth or what the president might put forth. This is the first time that we are doing this in concert. Um, and we've consistently had the, the president's back in implementing this agenda. Um, you know, Senator Bernie Sanders himself, uh, as the chair of the budget committee in the Senate, wrote it. Um, so, you know, it's a good piece of legislation. Uh, and we're really excited about the possibility of people really feeling actual, tangible investment in their lives that government, um, you know, will will have a part in. Right. And the president of the United States, Joe Biden, right. has said this is what he believes in. Right. It's his agenda. It's his agenda. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the different factions of the Democratic Party have come together, as you said, 95 percent support everything that you and I have just been talking about. But it is that five percent that could blow this thing up, could make it not happen. Where are we at with that? I mean, we're talking essentially, it sounds like two senators, Senator Manchin from West Virginia and Senator Sinema from Arizona. Are we talking about any members of the House that have also threatened to defect here? I know there's a couple of what are, I would call the more corporatist Democrats, but it seems like we're so close to this. And because we are so used to, I hate to say this, losing, or maybe compromising is a better word, but we're asked, we've been asked all our lives to compromise, compromise, compromise. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I, I think compromising on this is asking, right. For the people who have continually compromised um, in, in our communities to continue to do so. Um, and it's, it's something that we're not willing to do. There are few members in the house that have expressed apprehension, but they're, um, they're not like the, the, the senators that, you know, that you just mentioned, um, they are willing to vote yes on both of these pieces of legislation. Um, that is better than what we have <laughs> heard from the other uh, senators. And I, I think, you know, for us, the bipartisan infrastructure bill isn't perfect, but we're willing to put our votes on the board for it as a yes. And you know, there are some Democrats in our caucus who don't think, you know, the kind of investments that we are making in the reconciliation piece isn't what they would have proposed, but they're willing to put their votes on the board um, as a yes. Now we just need to hear uh, from, you know, these two senators. I think Manchin has been, uh, we've been making some progress with him. Um, and cinema just seems to be the the harder one to to move. I I want you know their constituents to to be reaching out and and you know being in in conversations with them because what we are pushing for and what we're proposing is real investment in people's lives. I know that people in my district will benefit from these pieces of legislation. Uh, I can't imagine how, you know, cinema doesn't have constituents uh, that will benefit from it. And I can't imagine how, you know, Joe Manchin doesn't have uh, constituents that will benefit from it. And so, um, you know, this 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 is not a, a wish list of of progressives. This is a wish list from the American people. This is why they voted 
for President Biden. This was his agenda that he ran on. That's why they gave us the majority in the House and the Senate. And we can't uh, continue to make promises to people that we are not willing to fulfill. So people who are listening to this right now, if you live in Arizona or West Virginia, it is not a waste of your time to call your two senators, the one in West Virginia, Joe Manchin, and the one in Arizona, Kirsten Cinema. And I'm going to give you a phone number, folks, and I'll put it on my podcast page here if you don't have a pen to write this down. But you can call. A human being will answer the switchboard on Capitol Hill. And all you have to do is say, I want to speak to Senator Cinema or Senator Manchin. Uh, the number is 202-225-3121. That's the number for the Senate. Senate switchboard, 202-225-3121. Yeah. And not only does the human being answer it, yes. you will get sent to the offices of these members so that you can actually talk to a human in their office. Yes. And I will tell you as a member uh, that these calls do get, we get a weed out of every single phone call that comes into our office. And so when there is an uptick in a particular area um, of, of interest from our constituents, um, you know, we're, we're able to, to know and we're able to make a decision uh, in regards to how we're going to vote. A lot of people here, their members say, you know, I heard from my constituents. I, I made the decision to vote yes or no. This is your chance to make sure that your senators are hearing from you so that we can get them to a yes on these pieces of legislation that will make an impact in your life. So it does make a difference to call. And, and you're saying that you, as a member of Congress, you pay attention. You, you see that readout every day as to what people called about, what they said, and, and you do care. Right. And, 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 and Michael, it's, it's not only every day. It's, it's throughout the day. Throughout the day. So, you know, it's not, it's not just once <laughs> um, that, that we're, you know, being um, kept in the loop of how our constituents are uh, engaging with, with what we're doing in, in Washington, but we're hearing it constantly um, from our staff, the, the kind of phone calls that are coming in and the ways in which our constituents want us to actually represent them. So you haven't given up hope uh, on, on these two senators, because as you pointed out, they did both eventually vote for the first infrastructure bill, the roads and bridges one, right? Right. Mansion and Cinema voted for that, even though they were reluctant at first, there is a chance. Do you think President Biden is, I know they've been to the White House now, I think every day this week, Manchin and Cinema. I, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago. I said, President Biden, just do what they used to do back in the Lyndon Johnson days. Offer the pork. Just say, what do you need in Arizona? We'll get you what you need. I mean, I'm not going to buy you a new yacht, but I'm going to, for the people of Arizona, what do you need? For the people of West Virginia, what do you need? I mean, use the power, senators, that you hold in your hands right now and get good things for your people. Uh, you know, maybe some people listen to say, oh, Mike, don't, don't be encouraging this kind of politicking. But my friends, this is so important that both of these bills get passed at the same time and that we get these things that we need for our fellow Americans. It's so important. And what is Joe Biden going to offer? He says to the people, the poor, poor people of West Virginia who live in poverty, offer Joe Manchin something he can take to the people there and say, you know what? I got this for you. Your life isn't going to be as bad 
as it was a week ago or a month ago. Are you upset to hear me say stuff like this? Cause it's, it's so old school politicking, but it's, but it's like, if, as long as that, you know, no, no representative should be getting any money to line their pockets, but if they're getting something for the people of their state, I got to tell you right now, nobody listening to this, no matter what state they're in cares about whatever it is that Joe Biden's going to do to help the people of Arizona or West Virginia. We're all for it. Whatever it is, it'll be good. And I think more importantly, what in these bills are they objecting to, right? That That is also the other part of this conversation um, that we, we just really don't know. What is it that they don't like? They haven't said. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like they're that they're they're not legislators, that there isn't an opportunity for them to, to legislate and have their voices heard in, in this process. You know, we all have an opportunity to say, you know, this, the, the, these are the things that, that make sense to me in this piece of legislation. These are the things that don't make sense to me. If you keep, you know, A, B, and C in, you could have my vote. If you take out A, B, and C, you could have my vote, right? Uh, like that, that's even a start. <laughs> Um, and so what we're asking for is like, what do you want to see in the in in the reconciliation bill and what you don't want to see so that we can begin to have a conversation on how to urgently get this piece of legislation done so that the people that we represent who have desperately waited for investment and again in these key areas, right, of child care, of preschool, of healthcare expansion, of housing, of climate resiliency, all of these areas are things, areas that are important to so many people. The piece of legislation that we put forth is so popular, not just with Democrats, but with Republicans and independents. Uh, And so, you know, I don't know if you have Republican listeners, but if you do or independent listeners, you know, we should also encourage them to reach out to their members as well, right? Like this, this, this kind of investment that we are making is a, is real investment. This is investment in people's lives, right? And every single member of Congress, whether you're in the House, in the Senate, should be invested in fighting for investments in the lives of the people that you represent. I read a piece this week that said actually, um, Republican senators should be voting for this. Because all the things in the human infrastructure bill are things that are going to benefit red states to such an extreme that they should be upset they didn't think of this first. Because all of this help and money is going to go to states that are represented, some of them by two Republican senators, and they they should be behind this. I mean, I just want to ask you, you posted a photo yesterday of you and Speaker Pelosi holding hands, and the caption read, it's going to take all of us to deliver the president's build back better agenda. So I, I, I thought that was so cool to see that photo. Are, are, first of all, are, are you still holding hands? At, now it's a day later with Speaker Pelosi. <laughs> and I'm assuming that she's aligned on this because she is there to get through 10 million more people voted for Joe Biden than the other guy. Uh, the, the American people want these things. The majority of them support them. Again, as I said, look at any poll, even with the senators, the, the, the statistic of how many Americans voted for a Democrat in the U.S. Senate is way beyond the number that voted for Republicans. But because of the, the system that we have, sadly, sometimes it is the minority party like the Republicans who get to have the say. But how are things today with you and, and Speaker Pelosi? And 
is she as optimistic as I think she is? So, you know, a few months ago, um, five months ago, we put forth a framework of what we thought should be included in the reconciliation bill, right? Um, the, the, the Progressive Caucus said, we want to have investments in, in the areas of um, the care economy, in healthcare, in immigration, um, in housing. And we said, we think a strategy of simultaneously moving these pieces of legislation makes the best sense. What we have found is that it, the, the speaker, um, Majority Leader Schumer and the White House agreed with, with that strategy. And because there was an agreement with that strategy, progressives in the Senate, um, like Bernie Sanders uh, and others, voted for the infrastructure, by the bipartisan infrastructure piece of legislation, um, and believed that, you know, we will we will ultimately all come together uh, and and pass this agenda in in tandem. Now, the speaker has not wavered in her support for this strategy. Uh, Chuck Schumer, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has not. The White House has not. Uh, it's only the, the, the few people that we've talked about in, in the Senate, in the House, that have. And so, you know, the, the Speaker, uh, Majority Leader Schumer and the White House and us continue to hold hands uh, and want to see this through. Uh, and we will continue to hold hands uh, until this bill gets um, uh, implemented into law. Well, you know, we're all hoping for this. And I, I sense some optimism, though. It's, is it correct to say, as we're recording this right now, none of us know how what the end game is here, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I'm optimistic. There has been um, some progress made in the last 24 hours. We expect there will be more progress made in the next 24 hours. Uh, and hopefully, you know, we will, it will be enough progress for these bills um, to, to have a vote. Uh, because without it, it is not only going to be um, a failure uh, in 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 the democratic agenda, uh, failure in the president's agenda, um, but failure in delivering on our promise to to the American people, and failure in actually having you know tangible um, investment in people's lives. So this is, this is, this is big. It is big. And, you know, every time we see you and Rashida and the, the squad, even the guys you've led into the squad, the, the male members of the squad, <laughs> uh, it's so wonderful to see that. And I know it's still a small, but important group. But when I saw this week that 60 members of Congress of the house have joined, have joined in with this and have said, we will not back down. We will not let this, which, which means then nothing's going to happen. And I know there's some people going, well, Mike, that's not good. We need to get, no, 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 we're done. We're tired of this. We, you know, it's something I've always admired about Republicans that they don't, they believe in what they believe in and they stick to it. 
they don't back down. And we are always the ones backing down. That has been really the most impressive, yes. you know, aspect of, of what has taken place. You know, I've been the whip of the Progressive Caucus now for two cycles. And I can tell you, I have not seen a more unified um, caucus. I have not seen uh, a caucus that inspired um, you know, others that are not part of our caucus to join us in, uh, in our strategy um, and in our fight uh, on behalf of working families. Uh, it's truly incredible. I have to give a shout out to you know, one of our uh, deputy chairs, um, uh, Katie Porter, who represents a swing yeah. district. Yeah, she's uh, folks, incredible. You know, incredible. who are expected to be a moderate. She's a proud member of the Progressive Caucus. Yeah. She's in leadership with me and Pramila Chayapal. Yeah. And what we have seen um, her do is encourage so many other frontline members to stick up for their constituents and to fight for this investment with their votes. And you know, um, they say, you know, the, the, the devil's in, in the, in the details. Um, and you know, the people have appreciated how detailed, uh, this, this proposal is and, um, how they can easily, uh, see the victories their constituents will have, uh, once the, this policy, um, is, is passed. And so there's just incredible work that's getting done in, in our caucus where, you know, my, my office and our whip operation is busy in trying to make sure the numbers that we say we have is accurate and everybody remains steadfast in their, uh, yes for both. Um, and, you know, we will continue to do what we can to, to hold the line until, the American people get what they have been promised and what they deserve. Well, your office is telling me now the, the vote's going to be in a couple of minutes. So I just want to thank you again. And I want to congratulate you to your memoir. This is what America looks like. This is such a great book of, of your whole thank journey you. from the refugee camps in Africa, all the way to the United States Congress on that beautiful day when you and Rashida became the two first Muslim women ever to be sworn in to represent us in the United States so honored to have you on. Thank you for always standing up for us. You are a woman of conscience and you are strong and we are lucky to have you. And I, I just can't thank you enough for this and what you've got to go through in these next 24 to 48 hours. We are all hanging in there with you. Everybody listening to this, 202-225-3121. That's the Capitol Hill switchboard. Congresswoman Omar, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Um, I, I, I just hope that people stand with us and they continue to help us um, get their members uh, on board. Uh, we are really close. Uh, and with, with their help, uh, we, we are going to be victorious. Make your voice heard, everybody. Thank you. Good luck on the vote. Don't shut the United States down. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're still open. We're still baking cookies. And uh, thank you for that. And uh, all of us here who work on this uh, podcast, thank you. Appreciate you. Bye. Be well. Bye-bye. All right. There you go, folks. Congresswoman Omar is off to vote. You and I are off to the phones right now to call our members of Congress. If you don't know who your member is, just when you call the switchboard, 
the human that answers, just say what zip code you're in. Uh, they should be able uh, to figure it out and they'll transfer you to your actual member of Congress. You may just get an aide or an assistant, but that's okay. Just let them know. You expect both bills to be passed at the same time. The first infrastructure bill and the second human infrastructure bill, both to be passed. 202-224-3121 or 202-225-3121. And yes, especially if you live in Arizona or West Virginia, Senator Manchin, Senator Cinema. But frankly, my friends, you know how this works. They need to hear a tsunami of phone calls right now on Capitol Hill from We the People. We expect no less than both of these infrastructure bills to be passed in the way that President Biden has said that he wants this agenda passed to build back better, as he says. And what he means by that uh, kind of clunky English is it's not enough for us just to build back to the way it was before the pandemic. We have to build a better country, one that takes care of its people, not the old way, the new way. You, my friends, are part of this. 202-224-3121 or 202-225-3121. Do it now and do it again tomorrow morning when you wake up. It only takes 30 seconds. Uh, We are in a critical, critical moment. We can make history happen uh, in a way uh, as as Congresswoman Omar said, hasn't happened since the 1930s. Let's do this now. Thank you, everybody, for letting me interrupt your day, your evening. And thank you for those of you who are listening to this on my Substack. Again, if you're not on my Substack, just go to michaelmore.com, type in your email address, and you'll get these podcasts sent to you. You won't have to go looking for them. They'll just come to you once a week, uh, sometimes twice a week, depending if there's an emergency. Uh, but um, please sign up. I, I, I want to be able to send these to you, uh, and it doesn't cost anything. It's all, it's all free. Just mark the free box and, and you'll get this. Okay. Um, we've got to get to work. So thank you. This has been the emergency podcast system rumble with Michael Moore. I'm Michael Moore. Uh, thank you all of you for standing for something so important this week. Be well. <laughs>